0: On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview shark Sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original Shark on Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thank you so
2: much for joining us. Great to be here, Seth. Thank you. Thank you. Great day today.
1: Yes, absolutely awesome. Today, our very special guest is Peter Shankman. Peter is the author of five books, including his most recent bestseller, Zombie Loyalists, using great service to create rabid fans And the upcoming Faster Than Normal, Turbocharger Focus, Productivity, and Success with Secrets of the ADH Brain. Peter hosts the top rated podcast Faster Than Normal, and he's also the founder of Help a Reporter Out, the largest repository for sources in the world, which fundamentally changed how journalists source their stories. His customer service and social media clients have included REMAX, NBC, American Express, Universal, Sprint, the U.S. Department of Defense, uh, the Royal Bank of Canada, and many, many others. He's also the founder of Shank Minds Breakthrough, a private online entrepreneur community with hundreds of members around the world. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Pleasure's mine. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Our pleasure. So let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, What prompted you to start Hero?
3: So I talk to everyone. Um, massively ADHD uh, means that you are really curious. And so I travel constantly for work, uh, speaking and, and consulting. So um, if you're next to me on a plane, unless you fake your death, I'm gonna know everything about you. Um, <laughs> I've only had two people do that. But uh, the, the beauty of that is that I just, I have a Rolodex, you know, the, the size of a tree. And uh, I know a lot of reporters from working in the PR field originally. And people would always reach out, Peter, I'm doing a story on whatever, who do you know? Like, oh. Call this guy or call that guy. And I put people together. And then uh, over time, I started getting more and more calls from more and more reporters, people who uh, I didn't know. You know, hey, I got your name from so-and-so. And he recommended that, you know, the, story, the straw that broke the camel's back was the uh, reporter from the Wall Street Journal. I got your name from some guy from a friend of mine over at the Times. Uh, I'm doing a story on Nigerian farming. And he said, you have a lot of friends that are sub-Saharan soil experts. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, sure, you know. Like twelve hours later, a friend, of a friend 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 at USC like was able to help. I'm like, this is ridiculous. There's got to be a better way to do this. So I, I started a little mailing list. Uh, just you know, I started actually as a Facebook group, uh, which turned into quickly turned into a mailing list. And um, yeah, three years later, uh, half a million people receiving uh, uh, three emails a day from me with about a seventy-nine percent open rate. Uh, it was pretty obscene. Uh, I created an email crack. The day you didn't read it was the day that you know a major media outlet was doing a story on your industry and you missed out. So you had to read it. Uh, which gave us, of course, a huge open rate, which gave us, of course, an easy way to sell a small little text ad at the top of each email for a ridiculously high price. Uh, three years later, we were required. Congratulations.
1: Full disclosure, I'm a client of Hero. We use it all the time, both there not only go. in our own business, but for our clients and helping get them PR and helping get them love it. sources for stories.
2: Love it. Fantastic. Peter, I love, I, I love the openness uh, of, of, uh, of the dialogue we're having, and, you know, I, I've- um, have always said I have a curiosity overload myself from getting, you know, five newspapers delivered yeah. to my front door every day to going to 30 plus trade shows a year. And, you know, so do you, is trade shows one of your, one of your things? Do you do a lot of that or do you, you, you do try to tune in via online stuff? I
3: try to tune in online. The problem with trade shows is that I go, I will spend an entire day there and that's a day that I won't be doing other things. Right. So I, one of the things about my ADHD and it's the reason I actually launched my ADHD podcast uh, faster than normal you you get to this point where unless you are compartmentalizing what you do for a living um, it becomes very difficult to get anything done so you know this is my today is my one day a week for meetings uh, that's why we're talking now um, that's why things like that happen I don't have meetings on other days because those are days I'm creating content or you know producing stuff or, or di- Every time – so if I have to go to a trade show, I spend the entire day there. That sort of throws me off. So I try to get my most of my work done on airplanes uh, when I'm on the road traveling. And then uh, speaking um, is easy because, you know, you speak in the morning and then you're flying home, whatever. Uh, so I'll speak at trade shows, and I'll maybe I'll walk the floor for about five or ten minutes. But if I don't catch myself, you know, I'll be there for an hour, two hours, three hours, five hours, you know, the entire day. Um, I actually have a rule about speaking in Vegas uh, along those same lines in that – my speaking contract anywhere in the world is like, I'll speak, you pay me, and you pay my travel. Except in um, Las Vegas, if I'm giving a speech in Vegas, it has to be an afternoon keynote, like a 1230 lunchtime keynote, uh, which means I'm on a 6 a.m. flight out to Vegas in the morning. I give the 1230 keynote, and I'm on a 4 p.m. flight back. Um, I don't have a gambling problem or anything like that, but if I do a morning or an evening keynote, it means I have to spend the night. And... More often than not, nothing good is going to come out of me alone in Vegas for a night unsupervised, right? <laughs> so, know thyself, I think, is the, is the answer here. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Talk a little bit about uh, Shank Minds. So Shank Minds uh, is, a, is a business group. It's a mastermind group, which is about uh, 200 people currently. And the launch of it, or the reason I started it was because when I sold Harrow, um, I started getting tons of emails. From, hey, you did this great job. You made all this money. I have a, a, a private mastermind group and you should join us and we'll teach you how to do everything. And it's, it's only, you know, $50,000 a year. Yep. A hundred thousand, I'm like, if I could just drop 50 or a hundred grand, despite having sold a company, I probably wouldn't need a mastermind group. And it just occurred to me that there are probably a lot of people out there who had never, you know, who didn't, who, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is lonely, right? Entrepreneurship is a lonely business. It's not like you have an HR department to go talk to. It's not like you have you know, you might have friends who are who are entrepreneurs, but those are few and far between and, and they tend to be, you know, you don't want to wanna to share your failures with your friends. So you need a group, you need a tribe. And I'm like, I want to create something, A, to give back to other entrepreneurs, but B to have a tribe myself. And uh, so I launched this group and, and I keep the price incredibly I think it's like seventy nine bucks a month because, I charge.
2: I don't I'm sorry, my internet oh, just done. went down. Oh, welcome back on. I'm back. I'm sorry guys. Yeah. Uh welcome back. I'm all good down. Fine.
3: But yeah, so that, that for me is, is the reason I started Chang Clan. So we're a 200-person group. We're completely online. We do a couple of in-person meetings a year, but primarily online uh, through actually through Zoom. We hold calls every week and uh, a, great, a great online group, um, a Facebook group where we talk about everything and anything related to entrepreneurship and really to life in general. You know, hey, guys, I'm in, I'm in New York this month, uh, this week. Who wants to have dinner? You know, things like that. So it's a good group of people.
2: Peter, do you do you go to any of these mastermind kind of programs? Have you heard of like War Room with you know the the uh, digital marketer guys
3: and the Joe Polish stuff? Did, did you get involved in any of that? It's so it's funny you mentioned that. But while, while you were getting back online, uh, I was asked how I started Shank Minds, you know, and and, oh, yeah. and Seth, Seth, Seth asked me how I bless, you Seth, bless Seth you, Seth. asked me how I started Shank Minds, and I said the reason I started Shank Minds, my mastermind group, was because when I sold Harrow, I got all these invites uh, to join these mastermind groups for only twenty thousand dollars a year, or fifty thousand dollars a year. And I, like this is, if I had that much money, I probably wouldn't need a mastermind group. And I, I realized that I wanted to create one for entrepreneurs who might not have fifty grand at their disposal any given minute, right? Because as I said to Seth, entrepreneurship it's kind of a lonely road, right? You want to make sure that you have your your tribe and you have a group of people you can talk to. And so that's why I launched I launched my group. So we're about two hundred strong now, and it's I, I couldn't be happier with with the people in it.
2: What what kind of price point do you have?
3: Seventy nine bucks a month. Wow. That's, yeah, in New York, that's about seven That's about seven lattes in New York.
2: There you, yeah, barely, you know. <laughs> There's a place charging 20 bucks for one now there, I right, right hear.
3: So. <laughs> An artisan. don't give me this artisan cups. give me a goddamn cup of coffee. Bean water, that's all I want, bean water.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You've got five books. Uh, most recent, Zombie Loyalist
3: is out now, and you're writing Faster Than Normal. Uh, talk a little bit about Zombie Loyalist and Faster Than Normal. So Zombie Loyalist is the premise that um, – Everyone has that one friend in the office who loves the Olive Garden, right? I always use that as an example. Everyone has that one friend. we are do you doing to lunch? Oh, my God, Olive Garden and breadsticks. You know, they, they become that ridiculous sort of – something happened to them when they ate once – maybe they were very nice to them. Something happened that made them a loyalist to, to, to the Olive Garden. And now that's all they do is talk about how great the Olive Garden is. That's what you want in, in, this, in this sort of experiential age that we're in right now. It's no longer about Yelp or TripAdvisor. No one, no one cares how great you are if you're the one that has to tell them, or if people they don't know have to tell them. So what's happening more and more is that if I uh, go to a restaurant, say the same restaurant four times a, a week, and I enjoy my time there, what winds up happening is that Google knows that, Facebook knows that, uh, Instagram knows that, uh, Apple knows that. My phone, whether or not I'm, whether or not I'm uh, uh, posting about it or sharing it or, or reviewing it, it doesn't. I don't have to the network knows I exist and the network knows I'm there and it uses its logic to figure out, well, Peter goes to the same Mexican place three or four times a week. It's right near his apartment. He keeps going back. You know, he, he, he hasn't stopped going. His tip is usually 15, 20%. So he must have pretty good service there. When you go to New York Seth, and you're looking for a, a restaurant near your hotel, you know, Google maps will show you the restaurants near your hotel, but above those, it'll show you restaurants that I've gone to or other people in your network have gone to. And that's where, where, where we're going. Um, in terms of the experiential economy, the social economy and so zombie loyalists is the premise that that your job is not to create amazing customer service moments that cost you a fortune. your job is just to be a little bit better than what people expect and let's face it, the customer experience what we expect is pretty much crap. I mean you know the, the high the, the high point of our of our of our airline trip is not getting the crap kicked out of us on the plane right so if that's the height the height of it then I don't need you to be awesome I just need you to suck a little less and so the premise behind zombie loyalists is just be a little bit better than what we expect and you'll win all the things. And then by default, people will talk about you and they'll share it. And, and that's how you get, new business. you get, you get the customers you want by being awesome with the customers you have. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, fast the normal book. Uh, it's actually done. I just got the galley copies. Um, the Corrected proofs yesterday. It comes out in October. It's being published by random house and it is um, I'm really, really stoked. It's, it's the concept of using ADHD, using the gifts of the ADHD brain. So it's not only for people with ADHD, but it's for anyone who really kind of wants like three or four hours a day of their life back, right, to do whatever they want with it. It's the premise that, you know, I don't live my life without, like I said, the, the same thing about Vegas, right? I have systems. Um, I have a, a closet. You know, I have gorgeous suits, like pieces made in Italy or whatever, sweaters, that, that's all in another closet in another room. In my bedroom, I have one closet. It has two sides. It, on this side, it says uh, uh, office, and on this side, it says speaking or TV. And the office is this t-shirt, jeans, speaking your TV is a button-down shirt, jacket, jeans. That's it. Because if I had to go into the closet, well, what do I want to wear? Oh, look at this sweater. I remember that sweater. Lara gave me that sweater. I wonder how she's, I should look her up on It's three hours later. I'm in the living room naked and I haven't left, you know, on Facebook and I haven't left the house. So (laughs) it's about creating these systems um, in your life. And stories through me and through other people that we've had on the podcast, Seth Godin, Tony Robbins, things like that, where they talk about, sort of how they use their ADHD to their advantage, but it's also for everyone who sort of wants to gain time back um, and, and sort of streamline. So I'm really i I'm really stoked hey, for it. It's
2: fantastic. ADHD. So let me ask you this. I'm into, you know, um, just looking at my own business. I sell products on TV. Now I'm working into digital and Facebook and social media and people, inventors come to me. Do, do you get that level of, of, you know, kind of startup kind of things? You know, do people come to you on your podcast or mm-hmm. just businessman hey i got this idea what do you do with those things
3: yeah i mean you know the the biggest question people come to i have this idea how do i get it to an audience right right my answer to them is always the same i don't know your audience right the the question isn't how do i get to the audience the question is how do i learn about my audience right because you could asking me what like it's like asking what social platform should i be on should be on should i be on facebook twitter Instagram? i have no idea you know, you have to know where your audience, I pretty much know you shouldn't be on MySpace, but everything about Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you have to answer that question by talking to your audience. One of the things we did when I was running Help a Reporter Out is that every month we'd simply uh, put a one, one question survey up there. And guys, do you think we should do this or that, right? And we'd get about a thousand responses and I would then spend the weekend personally replying to every single person who uh, took the survey. Say, hey, yeah. much, FYI, we're doing this and that made, that made my audience feel invested, right? And as soon as they yeah. felt invested, they would do what, anything I asked, right? They would share, they would post, they would, oh my God, Peter, respond to me. You know, it's not so much about how do I get publicity? How do I get exposure? It's really about knowing your market and then marketing to these people who want to buy your product in such a way that they feel that you're actually taking the time to listen to them and give them what they want. You know, it's it's uh, asking which network you should be on is pointless. Ask, how do you learn about your audience? And we've never been in, in such a place before in history where it's been so easy to find oh, yeah. out what your audience wants just talk to them just ask them reach out have a conversation every email that came out of harrow and keep in mind i was sending 1.2 million emails a day at the height of harrow every yeah single email came from my email address peter at shankman.com it never came from do not reply it what you had a question you just hit reply and right. that that's how you get an audience
2: there you go yeah because i mean in my business we, we would take so much risk someone would come to us with a product we had to produce an infomercial Mm-hmm. uh the creative that and all the cost to do that uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. buying the media and we find out there's no audience for exactly. it today we call a test before you invest yep. we can go out go out on facebook do a little survey and find out what do you think of this you know sometimes these crowdfunding sites give you you know nobody if you go to crowdfunding, nobody wants to, you know, to bring it. that tell you exactly they might tell you, you know, you're going down the right the wrong
3: path exactly. right Definitely. And yeah. you know, what's funny is that um, I have a lot of friends who still work in traditional ad agencies and, you know, they, they, they just don't get it. They're just not seeing uh, that. It's just, you know, they're, they're spending thousands of dollars on, on these, um, uh, these, these roundtable um, totally spacing on the name, the thing where focus you would invite, groups. focus groups. Thank you. You know, thousands of dollars of inviting the like, guys go online for God's sake, ask the same questions. Online. It takes five seconds. You know, and you'll have an answer. And that's how you start building your storyboards and how you start doing all that stuff.
1: Exactly. So you've got five books you're working on uh, Faster Than Normal. You've got the podcast. You've got Shank Minds. Sold Harrow. Do you have any role left in Harrow or are you completely out?
3: Nope. Sold Harrow. Uh, God, I, I had a two-year earn out with them. That ended in 13. So uh, books, speaking, consulting, Shank Minds. What's next? Well, I in my spare time, I'm uh, you know those, those few hours a month I have, I'm training for an Ironman. Uh, that'll be my third Ironman.
0: Um
3: wow. And you know, you look at me and you think, no, Peter, you're confused. You watch the movie Ironman while sitting on your ass. But no, I actually do Ironman triathlons. Um, so I have that. So I, you know, on the few, I have, I'm a single dad um, with a, a gorgeous, wonderful four-year-old daughter. So um, the few hours a day, a few hours a month, I don't have her, or I'm um, not traveling for work. I try to get on my bike, try to get like a hundred-mile ride or something like that. Or, I do super early runs. I'll be uh, I'm the guy if you if you google me, I'm the guy that got arrested for exercising in Central Park before it opened. Um, <laughs> I'm not even joking. 3:30 or 4:30 in the morning, I'm I'm running in Central Park with my running partner. Cop pulls up in his car, stops us. Says, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Seriously? What We are you know, covered in sweat, we're expanding. Well, I'm giving hand jobs for crack. What do you think I'm doing?" <laughs> Turns out that's the wrong thing to say to a New York City cop. Oh my god. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. And then we had, we had to go to court. We, I mean, we totally beat it. They, they dismissed it. But apparently Central, born and raised in New York City all my life, had no idea that Central Park is a curfew. So, things wow. so yeah, I try to keep hey. it because I can't, I, I'm, I'm really useless if I don't get some sort of exercise in every morning.
2: Yeah, Iron Man. What? It, that's great. You, you get involved. Um, I mean, you probably take some amazing supplements and and that kind of stuff. If you're doing a lot of training,
3: is it you know? I do. I I not as much as you might imagine, but I, I do try to start every morning with uh, L um, L uh, tyrosine, L lysine. Um, I take a probiotic, which is amazing. I, everyone should take a probiotic. It's incredible what it does to my stomach. Um, and then basically just a a, um, a multivitamin and then vitamin uh, uh, methyl, B twelve methylfolate. The thing hmm. about ADHD. A lot of there's this gene, MTHFKR gene. Um, right. You know about right. You know the actual, the unofficial term for it, which I can't say on your show. But yeah, the, the there's a, a couple of studies out now that say that that ADHD tends to have a uh, we tend not to be able to we have a much higher mutation of this gene and we're unable to process uh, vitamin D and vitamin B12. So the methylfolate allows it to process in our system and and yeah, does some good stuff. So. Not B12 regular, but B12 methylfolate
2: Yeah. Fantastic. The um, so the your um, your your the seventy nine dollar is that
3: a week a month what a month seventy nine bucks a month amazing um, value right yeah I mean we have we have two hundred people who and I'm looking at the group right now on, on another tab and we have like uh there's like fifteen active conversations going on right now yeah but, um plus we do call we do tw- uh, twice a week Zoom calls where anyone can jump on and ask a question or. You know, hey guys, what do you think of this project? Or can I look at my marketing plan? You know, so yeah, it's 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 uh Again, I wanted to do it because I just I believe I think Kevin Spacey said this: if you have any modicum of success, you have a responsibility to send the elevator back down. Yeah, uh, I like helping. I'm I'm a big believer in karma.
2: Yeah. So you're you're in New York. You live in New York. City? I'm based
3: in New York, yeah, uh, in Manhattan. I spend most of my time on a plane, but but I'm based here.
2: Yeah, me too. I mean, my my son's at he lives at 46th and Lex. We have an office at 50th and Park. I'm Actually heading up there. I'm speaking at a small business expo yeah. tomorrow over at Jacob
3: uh, Javits. Javits, yeah. So I live three yeah. blocks from Javits.
2: Yeah, so, so I'm, um, I'm on the yeah. west
3: side. You guys are east side boys, but yeah, it's a
2: good, it's good, uh, good town to uh, to network and hang out in. So um, growing up in New York was amazing. I mean, yeah. it, was,
3: it was you know going to public school in the city, and you know I I just became so much more street smart. By the time I got to college and I met people who didn't grow up in New York, I was like, my God, you people are stupid. You know, not that not, not that was me, too, but I was just much more street smart than they were, you know, at a much earlier age.
2: Let me ask you, what what's one of the, I always like to hear about a transformation, somebody that's been through, you know, your. it still blows me away how, how affordable your, your, your mentoring program is at 79 bucks. So for $79, what, you know, tell me about somebody that had a, a transformation in their business, made a deal, made a connection, something like that.
3: Uh, there's a woman named Elizabeth Fullerton, who, um, and she's said this story publicly, so I'm not, I'm not any confidences. She um, is a great graphic designer. She actually does powerpoints for um, some of the top ten CEOs in the world. Like she creates their, their powerpoints for their speeches or whatever. She um, was stuck because she had, she was trading time for money, essentially, right. she, you know. And she came in, and she has tripled her revenues in the past uh, twelve months. Wow. Um, we gave her ideas and, you know, we just, we sort of brainstormed her. We said, how do you, how do you do this better? How do you make better use of your time? And, and yeah, she's, she's still, um, she loves what she does. She's, she's working a little less because she can, uh, but her client base has gone through the, you know, the first thing we tell almost every, every person that comes in is, um, raise your prices. You know, yeah. it's amazing how many, how many entrepreneurs are afraid to raise their prices. It's just incredible
2: give her my name and my email cuz i'm just i'm interviewing some powerpoint people right now oh my I, god i did 112 events last year yeah. and you know i i look at my content and some people say oh it looks good and then i've had others say it's dated it's old you know crap you, yep. gotta, you know now
3: she is she is off the charts amazing she you know look at the top 10 CEOs in the, in the world that you think of She's done their PowerPoint. So yeah, I'll give you definitely.
2: Uh, yeah. Hey Seth, will you make sure that I get her phone number from, th- from, from Peter? Yeah, yes. That's very important. Cause and I'm just. Peter,
1: I've got a referral for you. We have recently interviewed somebody um, who's created a household management app for ADHD families. Love it. So love it, it, it. It, it, the there's podcast. gamification, there's badges. It helps the kids get excited to do their stuff in the right order at the right time. It's really, they're doing a crowdfunding campaign right now. I will, I will introduce you.
3: And yeah, yeah. Let's get up on the podcast. I love that. That, yeah. yeah they would love that <laughs> all, all
1: right. right anything else you want amazing interview incredible story amazing success anything else you want to share before we let you go
3: no pleasure was mine guys i'm a huge fan uh kevin you know and no, known known about you for a while and seth i really appreciate you putting this together this is uh, pretty awesome i will make sure yeah. that uh, elizabeth gets to you and yeah love to see uh any uh, feel free to feel free to plug shank mines. it's uh i love i love that it's growing sort of organically now that i'm not doing it that's, that's like the coolest part
2: that's great uh, maybe someday we'll grab a coffee up in New York. I I don't know if you're allowed coffee or not because it's caffeine. Be. <laughs>
3: you know, I quit drinking about yeah. two years ago. I quit smoking yeah. about ten years ago. Coffee's all I got left, man. Yeah, I well, got honestly, nothing
2: else. I, I I'm in the same boat. <laughs> ten years, two years. I'm there, right there. I would love <laughs> love to grab a cup of coffee with you. Joe. Okay. Peter, great to meet you, buddy. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thanks, awesome. Kevin.
1: Thanks, Peter. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world, and I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better... I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to the 500 challengecom That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening.
0: This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC.